This is Christina. And this is Deidre. And we are Bagels and Plantains. And this half of Bagels and Plantains has been struck with some sort of sinus situation. And so I'm hoping that when we're done with this, that my voice sounds sexy and not nasally and congested. Um, I just naturally have a Fran... The nanny from Queens, oh, nasal. Dresher. Yeah, mm. that's just how I sound. So now we'll, <laughs> we'll even out. The people know, like when I listen, like to the other podcast, I'm like, damn, do you just sound so smooth? And I'm like, hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> up from Brooklyn, Cindy Lauper. It's I'm sorry, Cindy Lauper. I like you, but you do have a nasally Brooklyn voice. I mean, she made a good she made a good brand out of herself out of that voice. Word. So I'm not even gonna be mad at her. That, I mean, all good things come from Brooklyn. So shout out to this tea giving me life and giving my voice a little bit of a yeah. lubrication. You know what it is? This universe don't want you to be great, right? It now. really doesn't. <laughs> I feel like we had so many good wins in the past two weeks, and the universe was like, you know what? We need to check you because it ain't all like gumdrops and lollipops. Remember when you so said life you wasn't all good? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, life, for hashtag perspective. All right. Right. Anyway. So um, before we get into, so remember our last episode, we wanted to, Deidre has caught up on uh, scene, is it scene as radio? Scene on radio. Scene on radio. Yes. That's just me because I, I made a play on words on our episode title and now I'm like, all things mean this. Okay, got it. So she's wrapped. I've wrapped. I yes. think we've both gotten to the next season, but we're not going to touch that because no. I think that's a discussion. That's a whole separate issue. And I think, first of all, I haven't finished it because, you know, life. But right, I think I it does a, a ill pivot that I think we need to digest and mm -hmm. process. And I think because both seasons like really parallel off of each other, we should like sit in this one for a little bit. Yeah. And then go to that one. But shout out to the the host, John. He <laughs> he really he is probably the best person to host. To have explored that. Yes. Because I do not know as many people would be comfortable with being the target. <laughs> really just like right. being the, pro the protagonist, the antagonist, sorry, of a podcast and like still be very much open to learning and digesting and really digging yeah. five, ten questions deep. Right. I would say he's not the norm. He's not yes, the average. Definitely he's definitely not anomaly. even the average. He's not, not only is he not the average white male, he's not the average American. Agreed, yes. And that he makes a very good point. So before we get into this, you're probably wondering, like, what, what this podcast that we're talking about has anything to do with bagels and plantains? It has career, carbs, and culture. To do but you'll see that it plantains. has everything to do with it because I want to set the tone as to, like, you can't move forward in life without knowing your past and your present. And I feel like America as a whole... Um, especially recently, like we're so we're so concerned with the future, and he kind of touches upon this. We're so concerned with the future that we've kind of discredited and has buried the past. And so we're as people of color, um, and then women of color, because there's an intersectionality. Mm -hmm. There's kind of this confusion or this misconception that we're not working to our fullest potential, or we're not doing as much as we can to get ahead. But you have to really understand how the system is made mm -hmm. and so, so that we, we can't get ahead. 
it's actually quite fascinating that we any of us have even gotten this far considering agreed completely agreed um and so it it is to say that i'm exploring this to just show no matter what stage you are coming to this podcast and what stage we are coming to this podcast mm-hmm. bitch you killed it For killed real. it you re- like killed it, it it really just shows the resilience and the determination of people because if you think about it we are in the year 2019 right Mm-hmm. We mm. got to this country 400 years ago. Over and they keep 400? saying 400 years, but how long have they been? Eh, we'll fact check that. We'll Ooh, fact check that. I think we've been here 450, 475. Yeah. Because how long have they been saying 400 years? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like, we're going to be 400 years until we're 499. And then we'll be like, all right, we're 500 True. years. Okay, they're rounding down maybe. Right. Okay. Um, but you got to think about it. We are so many years behind. And if you think about equity, like we always talk about equality, equality, equality. Equality means everything is equal. So, yes, if I get $50, you get $50, Joe gets $50, Tom gets $50, right? That's Mm -hmm. equality. But in all honesty, when you take a deep look at like historically where people of color, indigenous people have been, you could give Joe and Tom $50, but you got to give me and you $250 because we are that far behind. And I think... I like the way the podcast started from like, yes, we have arrived on a boat. And not just we, as in like black people. Colonizers arrived on a boat, right? Yeah. Shortly thereafter, black people arrived on a boat. But there were people here who were just chilling, having a good old time, living, living their, their best, best lives. Life. So it's a very interesting. It takes it from like the beginning and then comes to modern day. So right. it takes you through like, why is there such a big disparity between like, how people own homes and own properties and build wealth. And it then says, okay, well, if we look back into the past, this is why we're here. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. So that's, that's where that comes from. So I feel like, oh, what is this about? Like, why are we, why are we leading with this? Because I think it's just so important to know just to know your history. I mean, I don't, I mean, there's going to be people who listen to this who are like, I've been new this and good. Kudos to you. Kudos to you because I didn't, I knew of it. Like I wasn't completely ignorant to it. And mm-hmm. like I, like we were saying on the, on the last episode, it was more of, a, of an intuitive, just common sense. Um, and knowing how I've been treated as a woman of color and knowing how my, friends have been treating right. treated as as people of color like okay yeah no there has to be there's some mis there's some disconnect here about this whole uh nation is built on um the pursuit of of happiness for all um and no it's a big asterisk at the end of there's that statement there's a big asterisk so go part, to the footnote yeah go to the footnotes <laughs> i got notes i got receipts I've actually had more, but I was like, this is only, we only have the studio for an hour. <laughs> so this actually may be a part three. Maybe we have to close it on a part three and then we can, we've unpacked it. We've, we've taken, you know, we've understood where we were and then maybe I'd be more comfortable now going forward. Mm-hmm. Talking you know, about the future. Talking about the future and talking about what we need to do as people of color to because it's very clear they're not ready to give up some things 
Yes. And I think in order to understand how we need to move forward as a culture, we need to see how the people who are, who have the power now are handling it and how we're going to go about handling it. Because do you want to handle it the way they did it? Mm. Is that how you want to handle it? Is that how you want to you want to move forward? Move forward. I also think that you know we often leave out white people and the white allies that we may have or those who at least mean to to do well or do right in the conversation because at some point we have to have a level of accountability and awareness on their end as well. I think this podcast does a good job because it is literally the antagonist talking to other antagonists while also incorporating the views and voices of people of color who are experts in their field. But I always think that, yes, we as Black, Latino, Asian, Native American, Pacific Islander, we can do but so much right? without help on the other side to change the structures that they've built. Because, yeah, we can kick down a door, and at some point we're going to lose our foot, right? Unless somebody's like, you know what? Let me unlock it. Let me maybe open it a little bit, push it a little bit ajar. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so we'll dive into this. We'll dive into this next. Mm -hmm. So race really didn't come into play according to to the episodes. So I'm going to be speaking probably to one, three, and four because you can go back. They've been rebroadcasted, so you don't have to search for the episodes. Mm -hmm. You're going to subscribe to Scene on Radio if they have a lot of great educational stuff on there. And there's a bunch, even um, so Chinjarai Kumanika. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Chinjarai. I, I had to write it out <laughs> phonetically. At least you tried. Um, I was listening to it. I was like, yep, how can I write this so that I know how to say this? Um, he has his own podcast too. I think it's called a nod and yes. uncivil, which he does a nod with someone else. And then he has uncivil. So if you want to get into that, they all have books as well. So I'm going to put in the show notes, the books of the people we're going to be speaking about, mm -hmm. because I think it would, we should maybe have like a little book club. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of which I need to pick up a book. I have so library. many ideas and I'm just like, we need to at least publish an episode before yeah. I calm down. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's get out the door let's first. Let's get out the door, Christina. Christina's like, I'm Oprah. I just have like two. <laughs> I have one episode that no one's even listened to yet. Um, but you're going to change that, right? Actually, shout out to our 11 listens because we got 11 listens. So holla at I it. I want to say at least six of those are us. Nah. Nah? Because I feel like when I looked at it the first time, it was nah, four. Nah, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like three. Yeah. Like three oh, no. of us. Shout out to those other people who've looked at us. Because like, I listened hmm, to each of them one already to make sure like, oh, okay, yep, yeah, cool. I'm happy with this. Cool. And then that was it. All right. I'm tired of listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> listening to them forever. Um, so basically race kind of didn't really come into play. There's always been. So this is basically what this all comes down to. It has nothing to do with bigotry. It has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with power. So mm -hmm. people, the white elitist, this is not going to be news to everyone. This may be news to some. So we'll even take it back further than that. There has been slavery within people's own ethnicities forever, forever. Why? Because we need people to work, right? We need people to work the land. We need people to build the buildings. We need people to build the structures and the people who have all who were, I don't know, who were smart enough to prey upon the insecurities of others 
or the lesser of others or figure out some other construct, whatever construct they figured out in the past, which I guess was class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was, it also was um, gender. You know, gender, the patriarchy started first. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So they figured that out amongst themselves, right? Then when people started exploring and going mm-hmm. places, they're like, we're not from here, but we still need someone need somebody to do to work. the work. Okay, you, right? And so there was people, you know, poor people. That's that's how, you know, don't get it twisted. There's still slavery here. It's just painted very differently. Mm-hmm. It's painted very differently. And they've learned how to appease us. And they've learned how to keep us distracted. And they've learned how to keep things cushy. Masters of the So re-brand. that we have enough. Masters of the, they are the masters of the rebrand. Mm-hmm. Um. So people have just enough to not uproar and 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 flip tables and, and rebel and rebel and come with their pitchforks. So people have just enough now to make them feel like the playing field is equal or they're living happy happily. Fine. Well, that's what was done then, and so people did it within their own ethnicities. Then they got to America. And they got creative. And they got creative, right? And so the whole idea that race, racism came before oppression is bullshit, mm-hmm. right? So that's what they get into. They get into that there. Um, I, I want to say around episode three or four. Yeah, after um, they've painted, they set the scene. Once they set the scene, right? So this is 1600s, you know, no one even really knew what race was. That wasn't a thing. It was more like civilization, beforehand so the greeks i think Deidre touched into this touched upon this maybe in the last episode maybe it's cut i don't remember anymore but the greeks felt they were the most civilized right and so that's what they based it on then people started traveling and realized oh wow this culture this is the way they live it was kind of more based on that the way people lived oh they live like this they have this this is like fascinating fast forward they realize how to manipulate people and how to get people to work for them and blah, blah, blah. And so we get to America. And so they need some slaves. Portugal had been dealing people for a while. For a while. Yeah. Portugal, Portugal and the Dutch. Yep. They, st- they really were. The, They're like the first thing. The, masters is, the of first this. thing is not working for us. The so, animals are gone. <laughs> so what next? What, so what do we do next? next? What do we do? We, uh, we're going to have to start dealing food and tilling land and doing all this other stuff. So, But like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that Who are these shit. poor people? Find me some poor people who I can either pay little wages. Because the first, the first level of slavery, as we saw it, wasn't necessarily people weren't being paid. Like some people were, some people no. look like, like, for example, they needed places to my, live. Exactly. And you can live on my land if you do this work. So you do this a work. barter system. Um, at some point, they realized, well, we don't have to frame it as such. We can do this. And then at some point, they were like, hmm, we can just get all these other people to do it. Like we'll pay for them and bring them over here. And then they'll have, they'll be a person without a country. And then we will just own them and own their. Their time, their space, their worth. What's interesting, though, is I think, I don't know if it was episode two or three, but it talks about um, the first legal declaration of slavery. Ah, yes. Specifically for black people. Because there were three, quote unquote, slaves who decided to escape. Thank you for getting me there. That's where I was going. (laughs) Two were white, I believe, and one was black. Right. One was Irish. 
and one was Dutch. Dutch or German. Don't quote us, but like there were two who were at, who, I guess at the time it a wasn't Scottish necessarily. And a Dutchman. That's what it was. Aha. And one man of African descent. Mm-hmm. The three of them decided to escape. They failed. They got caught. At that time, they were still technically indentured servants, so they only had to work for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. This was the first time in which a judge said, well, two white men, you look like me. So we're just going to extend your, your term of, slave, of indentured servitude. Yeah. However, black man, you now have to be forever an indentured servant, which at that, that means you are forever a slave. Yeah, that created slavery. It did. And that was put in By the books. By our terms. Mm-hmm. And that is when it all went south. Like, it was, it, was, it was left, but then it went south at that moment because it was the first declaration of racism You were like, what's legally. happening here? Oh. Right. So once, they, so once they were like, oh, wait, so the black guy gets forever? No, the other two guys don't? So why we mess with these other two guys? Because if we have to keep looking for new workers, that's going to put a drain on our business. If we have this person who has to work for us forever, this is a game changer. Let's just use this and enslave everyone else who looks like him. Right, right. They even go even deeper than that. They were just like, on the regular, mm-hmm. people were protesting. Mm-hmm. We were having riots. Protesting. It wasn't called protesting <laughs> because there was no there was agenda no protest. other than there were no I'm going to kill this mf who there were keeps no barricades. beating the crap out of me to do stuff. <laughs> um and so they needed to do something about that. They needed to do something to stop all this upheaval that kept happening over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were like, what can we do about keeping that down? So that's part A. So they were like, what if we made, there has, we have to organize. We, now we can't even organize as, um, we can't organize as class because now the, all the people who have come here, they've, who are in this lower class, they're relating with each other mm-hmm. and they're working together to basically uproot overthrow, us and yeah. overthrow us. So what can we think of? What can we think there's of? More of them? How can we market this? Yes. And this is where I want to get into it. This is a this is a clever and the most dynamic. If you want to talk about marketing and advertising and positioning and pivoting yourself, this is it. Mm-hmm. These this is the most this is the most successful advertising campaign <laughs> yeah yeah ever so they were like oh that's it we'll give the lower white class people some white we'll give them white we'll give them a white card you are white mm-hmm. so your struggle is now my struggle right we're all in this together we're in this together so don't mess with those other people don't don't leave people. them alone you're not we... those people our kin. We this is us. Are, that is them. Yeah. And that's where that us and them comes from. They also realized that it, it was, it became more of a realization to them. So they talk about um, the, what was it? The Bacon's Rebellion. And where people across class had nothing to do with race. So brown, black, yellow. Whosoever. Like, whosoever. We're going to... It's not unfortunate. It's an unfortunate story, but it's how they came up with it. So they they needed land. And so they were willing to band together 
to move the Native Americans out of there. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, dope. Okay, they can solve that. But did you just see how they got together? Mm-hmm. Despite, like, they didn't have it. There was no race. It had nothing to do with race. No one even thought of people that way yet. You were either you were either a person of class or you were three-fifths of a person. Right. And three-fifths of the person had nothing to do with your skin color. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing yet. Yeah. And then that's when they were like, what can we do? At this point, there's more whites. There's more European people than there is black and Asian other. and others. Yeah. Whatever other colors we can think of. And so that's what we'll do. We'll let these white people think that um, we'll deem them white and then they'll feel a kinship to us and then they'll support our cause while still being slaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So let them think that this is that we're on their side and, and that this is how we're going to band together. And this is how, you know, that whole the Constitution and all those those great documents about all men are created equal. The foundations of this country. Yeah. The foundations of this country um, is definitely all white males were created equal. And in all honesty, it was all white men who had wealth and prestige. Like they weren't really thinking about the poor white people. Like at, at, there was still a very sharp financial um, and property distinction between like within that race. It was like, oh, there's yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're all white, but I'm a better white than you. And it's funny because we still see that not necessarily we see that a little bit in the white community, but we see that in every single racial community. Yeah. Like I mean. If you are from this country versus that country, you might be in the same racial category. We're like, no, we're definitely better than you. Right. And they touch upon that. Like, it was basically mm-hmm. a civilization type thing. Like, my culture is better than your culture. Yep. You're a savage. And then you'd go to, like, somewhere else. And then they would think the same of everybody else. And then you'd go somewhere else and they'd go. But nothing's the changed. We're literally else. all in and this country together. And not everybody subscribed to that. That's another thing. Like, this whole, oh, that was the past. You know, that was just people were ignorant. They didn't know any better. You know, that's that's just that's that that was their science, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just how they saw life. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how everyone saw life. So they basically Jefferson who wrote the Constitution, everybody thinks this is a giant hero, um, is and a self proclaimed mixed children he had. <sighs> and the raping of his own slaves. Yeah. The same people he thought weren't people. Yeah, right. You know? But anyway, they paint this picture and he's this extreme Saxonist. So not only does he think he subscribes to the fact that people of, I don't know, the nether regions, Netherlands, Denmark, mm-hmm. Germany, and England the Saxons, are yeah. superior. They're the Saxons, right? And so that's it. He subscribed to that there is, no, there is white people beneath me. Mm-hmm. And it's just these people here. Um, and so he was, they found literature of his rhetoric. It's just not widely known and it's not very popular because it doesn't speak to their agenda. It also doesn't fit in the narrative. It doesn't fit to the narrative. Yeah, it doesn't fit into the story. And so, um, you know, there were people who were writing from Europe, who were writing from America, people who were who were in in government who was like, oh, bro, no, you can't say, you, no, you can't say <laughs> We don't this believe shit. you. You need more people. <laughs> yeah, no one <laughs> believes this. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, no, I got enough. And then he would have to because he's a president. No, 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 that's not what I mean. You know, again, we know we know that this is like we know slavery is wrong. 
we know this. Then they get into Emerson. That was like the biggest thing because Yo. he's hailed as one of our biggest literary, um, one of the biggest, the biggest literary, I don't know, geniuses yes. of our time. And yes, he was a very educated man. Very. But he was a huge, huge Saxonist. <laughs> and people, it was so funny. Because... He was like, we shouldn't have slavery, not for the people who are enslaved, but for the souls of the people who are enslaving them. And I was like, oh, okay. You, yeah. you want some other so things. So basically he was like, oh no, white trash have slaves. Mm-hmm. That is beneath us. Mm-hmm. Oppressing people in that way is beneath us. That's gross, mm-hmm. basically. But I could give two fucks about those black people. Both those, those black people. But they, who? Those are my people. He's like, oh, don't get it twisted. I give zero fucks about them. He literally wrote that. But to have the dirt <laughs> of slavery underneath your nails is beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, which just also shows you like the warped mindset of like, listen, we gotta save ourselves. We're not out here saving them. We got to save ourselves. We're better yeah. than this. Do better. When you know better, do better. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just, uh. But Jefferson basically, so Je- Jefferson's whole point was, nah, I really don't believe in that. I don't. But it's at this point, listen, it's a little messy to stop doing it. Um, listen, the white people love it. They love it. <laughs> and... For me to say no right now about this. This is a change management nightmare. Yeah, this is a change management nightmare. People, you know, not right now. Not right now. This is not the time for that. Maybe in the next one to 200 years, you know. Yeah, maybe later. You know, we definitely are concerned about it. But uh, put it in the suggestion box. Not top of mind. Yeah, not top of mind. We're going to put that to the bottom of the list. We're going to table this. (laughs) We're going to table this. Take it offline. (laughs) Yeah, let's take this offline. Um, And so it just kept, that, that construct just kept going. And it just kept oozing into each and every part of the American culture. Um, again, it was not something that uh, there's always probably been classism and racism, but America made it hot. No, it's true. And I think that's the one thing that we fancy made it popular. We need to understand Like, yes, when you think of the historical context of racism, um, and what it meant for this country, we can't forget that we just got out of apartheid in South Africa. So they also created this entire system of oppression um, to keep people apart. But it's, it's almost astonishing and astounding. And I found myself while listening to this podcast be like, wow, they pulled this off. Hmm. That was a little genius. Like, how did they do this? Yeah. And then here we are still fighting the same fight. To just be heard and seen and acknowledged and maybe appreciated. You know what I mean? It just, it's it's crazy how, and like I said, that, that episode was on Crazy We Built a Nation. It's, it's insane Part to four. think how this mushy, messy, completely destructive foundation built where we are today. Right. And it wasn't because, you know, people were lesser than. And they also talk about the fact how science always tried to prove right. why racism, why slavery, why prejudice, why people should be kept out of certain scenarios and circumstances. 
But when you think of how it's evolved and how people have fact-checked it and disputed it, you're like, it's almost like you, that's not even almost like you had a lie. You had a lie. And you had to keep this lie going for so long right. that you just created other lies and other lies to support this one lie. So you had this extravagant Charlotte's Web situation of lies in which you're like, hmm, maybe we got to break this. Nah, if you take off this part, then this part falls. We can't do that. If you knock this over, this falls. Can't do that. You know what? Let's just like turn our backs from the web and just hope it. Hoping maybe the wind gets it. Yeah. Or hoping something happens to it, but not at our expense. Um, and I think when you, when you, the way they weave the story together is so captivating that you're just like, wow, this is the foundation of not only our financial services, our marketing and advertising, it literally is weaved into every aspect of the American dream, right? the American culture, and into our flag. Like everything that is American is built on something that was so corruptive and corrosive. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that like honestly, when you look at America today, it's easily one of the better countries to live in if you're black and brown. Unless, you know. I don't know that for sure because I've never unless, lived anywhere else. I mean, I thought That's Nigeria what they paint. and Ghana was pretty lit. That's you know. what they paint. Right, right. That we're a more we're the most civilized of mm-hmm. the nations. There are and the most inclusive of the nations. A lot more written freedoms for people, written freedoms. Now, if they're actually are they actually enacted, or you know, that's another thing. Use that's a whole different story. But on the books, there are a lot of freedoms that are allowed to many different people. But we only have to do this because of where we came from. Well, right, just the same way they created laws as things were unfolding. Mm-hmm. Ugh, we don't like this, create a law. Oh, yeah. that's a loophole that they can get through, create a law. Ugh. Make sure they can't read, create a law. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely, like, I mean, I knew bits and pieces of this history prior to listening to the podcast, but I think when you weave it together, you're like, oh, this was a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's... But it's also it's so funny. So that that was like a really dope point that Chenjerai was trying to get across to um, John. John, um, so many Johns in our life mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right now. Um, so he was like, "I, it's hard, right? Because we're trying to tell people, we're trying to explain that this is a lie, but it's the truth." Right? It's our truth. Mm-hmm. It is our truth. That's how we live our lives. But it's based on a complete lie. Mm-hmm. You know? A convenient lie. So it's hard to explain to people who want to be allies, mm-hmm. who who want to under, who want to understand seeing white mm-hmm. in their privilege. It's hard to explain to them that this is a lie. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just because yeah, it's so a lie it? doesn't mean we stop talking about it. Hmm. Because we we've done that, right? We've done mm-hmm. that. We've tried to be like, <laughs> just put it, just put it in the closet nah, and close the door. Whatever. It Let's happened. Get over it. Yes. Yes. Get over it. And when and you... I'm not gonna lie, I've thought that way, because that's how they want you to think, right? I've thought that way when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, how do we just get past it? Maybe we need to like 
Maybe we just need to get over it. Why don't they just get over it? Right? I don't know. I wasn't a slave. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have my traumas are slightly different. Right. Right. So it's easy for me to be like, you know, that happened in the past because my little bubble was in that world. Mm -hmm. My bubble was a world that, quote unquote, seemed inclusive. Right. I mean, I'll even give you one. I knew people people of color who were successful. I knew people who of color weren't. I knew white people who were very, who were homeless or or drug addicts or whatever mm-hmm. i knew i knew i knew so many different people in my circle growing up and that to me i thought i lived in an inclusive world and i wasn't ignorant to the fact that i lived in an inclusive world because i lived in new york city exactly but that still was a very such a small sample mm-hmm. i lived in a predominantly white brooklyn neighborhood is where i grew up there were sprinkles and sparkles <laughs> of people of color mm-hmm and they was doing all right if they was living there. Well, I mean, that was the dream. Or they were grandfathered into an apartment and, you know, generationally, 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 things just got better for people. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how it happens for us. But people have become, and I love when he said that, is that people of color, we try to make it paint, paint that we've, make it, we've made such strides as a nation. We've caused so much change. No, no. People of color have thrived in, in spite, spite I was, of that, America. And that, that really sat with Not me. Not because of America. People come here thinking they're going to have this fantabulous life and it's, you know, this big American dream. It's not our dream. This dream is not for us. And so what are we chasing? You're killing, we're killing ourselves chasing. And that's where I want to tie it into. This is why this, this podcast is so important to me. And I really want people to get into it and understand why I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. This is not our dream. This dream was not built for us. So we have to figure out what our dream truly is. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take a lot of soul searching. That's going to take a lot of soul searching. And it's hard. It's hard to undo and unlearn a lot of things. You could be as woke as you say you want to be. And I'm speaking about myself as well. Mm-hmm. But how much do you really know? How much is the truth? Yeah. And I think, I think as you get older, as you become more educated, you start to figure out what your dream is. The... The issue that I always see with this is that I know a lot of I know a lot of black people who are like, well, I'm not going to live within this society. I'm going to do my own thing. But you don't realize that, yes, you could do your own thing. You could chart your own path. You could pave your own way. But at the end of the day, you're going to hit a wall or a structure or have to jump over something that was built to restrain you. Yeah. And what do you do? How do you get over that? How do you get around that? How do you move through it? How do you persevere? A lot of things that I hear is that if I'm never going to get to like the upper echelons of leadership, why am I even pushing so hard? I don't know why. And you got to find that why you gotta for yourself. Answer that. Yeah, you got to answer that I mean, yes, yourself. if you want, if you're like, you know what, I want to be the first black ex. Why? If that's what you want to do, do it. But it's not going to be, like I said, gumdrops and lollipops to do it. You're going to have to hopefully team up with people and get your support circle together for those times in which you're like, oh, my God, how is it that I'm knocking my head against this wall? All right, let's talk about this wall and let's, like, figure out how to get over this wall, around this wall. Are there any allies we could talk to about this? Anybody we could see who can kind of make this wall disappear for us? I like to think that we can do this all by ourselves. And for the most part, we've done this all by ourselves to this no, point. we've done a lot. But there have always been people along the way who have reached down, reached up, reached across. 
not at the same amounts that other people have gotten it. Yeah. But that's just a, a situation of equity. We've started with less and we've come so far. People have started with more and they're a little bit further. Right. And getting them to see that. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, fine. Let's start at ground zero. No, bitch. <laughs> that's not how it works. You start at ground zero. I'm in the sub-basement. Yeah. So he talked about this really awesome program. There was like a guy who was on there, like a professor. And he's like, no. Every time a black, a person of color. Mm-hmm. But I think it was primarily for the black people here because they're African-Americans. They come from slave. You don't want to give them reparations that way. Right away, we give every child born in America a trust fund. Mm-hmm. And just like our taxes are based or just like any other things that are allotted to us, it's on an income slide. Mm-hmm. And depending how much you and you, you, you know, generationally you have made, we decide how much money is put into that trust fund. Mm-hmm. Now, if your parents are billionaires, you get zero or you get really small. Maybe you get a hundred bucks. If your parents come from a long line of, I don't know, minimum wage workers mm-hmm. or were slaves, you get $250,000 and that's put into the market and it grows interest. And then maybe you have a million dollars, which you can't use until you're 18 years old. So you can either use it to go to school. You can use it to go to school. Which is such a huge barrier for people of color. It's like you get to high school and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to college. You're like, wait, college costs what? Yeah. No one told. I'm still paying for college and for a doo-doo degree because I I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. I was just told I had to go to college. That's better than nothing. I'm not saying. I'm not downplaying a college education. And just seeing that, that, look at that. Why does college cost so much money? A friend shared a story with me recently. And Why am I she, coming out with $100,000 worth of debt? She was in a class with a white woman and a German woman who was studying abroad. And the German woman was talking about the fact that like education is free. That's just what it is. And the white woman was like, well, I don't think that's a good idea for America because, I mean, I have to work so much harder to be here. And I was like, wow, two things. She really said that. And then she had the forethought to be like, wow, like I would have to work so much harder if this was available to everyone. And that goes back to just the thinking of privilege. Yeah. It's like, you're like, no, I mean, I deserve to be here because my parents. Damn, I wish I knew the episode where she reels down. So they're having a discussion Mm -hmm. about, um, oh, that just came out of my head. Whoa, whoa. When they when they pick black kids over or black people over, oh my God, oh my God. In colleges and at work. Affirmative action. Affirmative action. Jesus yes. Christ. I was like, what was are like, we going? Take a diversity <laughs> person help I was me. Like, ah, ah, ah. Um <laughs> Is it this? Um and she was like, Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> people are still in arms about affirmative action. Let's go through the history mm. of white affirmative. Mm-hmm. And she's just listing Everything. each year. Every everything. year, everything allotted to them. Boom, bow, get a laundry bow, list. A laundry list. So, is that not affirmative action? Is that not affirmative action? You're just talking about a kid being able to get into a, a, a class, and 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 how effective is this affirmative action? Because unless you've had you know, it takes it's not it's not just about that it has to come from a very very grassroots level you don't even have the means 
to eat before going to school as a kid. Mm. Or you don't have people who are even watching you. You don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. There's people in and out of your house. You you are moving a bunch of times. Maybe you fucking have to end up living in a car or something. Yeah. How are you supposed to thrive? Mm -hmm. How are you how is that possible? There's no way. I'm supposed to now now focus on on my studies. I don't have the the minimum requirements for survival. Yeah. Fuck a book. I don't, I can't, I can't, you can't. How can I get a Psycholo book? Psychologically, scientifically, you can't even focus. Yeah. So now I'm already at that disadvantage. So now I go, go to college. I've been, I've been, you know, maybe I got B's and C's. Becky got A's and you know, because she had a tutor and she had someone at the college who, 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 I don't know, she was able to take some AP classes. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. she had all this allotted to her. You know, you were B's and C's because... You know, you read what they told you to read. Didn't ask anybody for help. You didn't know you could. Your teachers and might not have been committed to you and your education. Your teachers definitely not because they're overworked, overstressed. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not in a classroom full of 14 kids. They're in a classroom full of 40, 60. I went to private school and there were still 30 kids in there, 25 kids. You go to a public high school, there's 50, 60 kids supposed to be in there. Because who, how many, how many be. show up? It's true. So then you get to college, no clue. No, no, no guidance on how to conduct yourself. Mm -hmm. No, no. I didn't know that I should I should have been in extracurricular things. I went to school and I went to work. And sometimes I chose work over school because it gave me money. Yeah, because I was like, what is this trash I'm being taught right now? <laughs> I can pay a mad guap to come here. I basically went there to sleep, smoke weed, and go to school and go to work. <laughs> it was like an apartment. I had a $30,000 a year apartment. That's what I had. Oh my god! Yeah, because I was, I was like, I'll just pick this. I didn't know that I could. Again, I didn't know like what my aptitudes were. No one sit and sat and taught me, told me that. Oh, this is what you're good at. This is mm -hmm. something you should pursue. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're interested in this. Oh, there's a whole career, but there's whole careers based on that. No one ever told me that. I didn't know that. I just thought I gotta go to college. I know I'm smart, but that's a given. Like for me, it was a given. Yeah. Okay, and so what now? I'm going to go to work like everybody else does. I don't know. <laughs> My mom's not stupid. Yeah. My dad's not stupid, although he likes to play this role. Mm -hmm. That's actually where I got a lot, a lot of my writing and my wordplay from. And my dad, to this day, will say he's stupid. I didn't graduate high school. Stupid. I became a cop. I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's mind, it's mind blowing. Cause you, when you start, it's like when you know you can't unsee things, and you start to just see everything. Cause like even if we had two people, one white, one Latino, who were both living under the you know the the poverty level, the one thing that white person has is simply being white. Yeah, if you just leveled the playing field. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what usually pisses off those people um, or keeps them complacent, whichever, however they want to flip that coin, those people who are white and not at the higher echelon of their whiteness, I don't know, whatever, the mm -hmm. class system, they've got that going for them. Now, either pisses, pisses them off that black people and, and brown people are exceeding because we just want to be appreciated and validated and we just want to do so. Why not? Like, yeah. That's not, 
you guys chose us because we weren't lazy, right? Right, right. You chose us because we were so strong to do the work. So we're going to take that and we're going to run with it and see how far we can go with it. But then you mad at us. You have every, and I think that's why they get so pissed off. If you have every advantage and you're just trash or you're not, you know, meeting the level that you need to and you're mad that you're seeing someone who, who you're told better than you mm-hmm. do better because now they know better, trying to get out of whatever generational shit they're trying to get out of. Yo, look in the mirror. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing what I need to do. If that really hurts your feelings, I don't know what to tell you. But that 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 just speaks to like to go through all that and people of color are still succeeding. I mean, there's a lot of us that aren't. It's still a very a very We also gotta look at what success is because I think any growth from where you were is success. Right. And then who's again, whose success is that? You're measuring your success against a group of people who A you'll never be. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that you'll never be successful that way. You'll never be a white. You'll never be a white male. So that's not even. You can't even compare that. Let's right. just. Why? Why even? Why even? What is your idea of success? Yeah. If you're striving for a success that clearly is not for us. Then what? What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna do? I think we need to redefine that for us. I agree. I completely agree. And I think that for everyone, not just us, we need to. Not only redefine it, but individually define it and not look to Instagram or to the Forbes top 100 <laughs> as like a guide. You want me to compare to myself to Kylie be. Jenner? I'm good. Self-made. Self-made. I like they put quotations around it too, so they know just how ridiculous it she is. She didn't inherit it. That's the only qualification. She you did mean not Chris inherit Jenner? it. Chris Jenner made? Nobody's died yet. Damn it. <laughs> no, no inheritance. I'm about to claim myself in there. I can look like Chloe. I can kill her and figure that out. Oh, Whoa. sorry. Nope, not killing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. I feel like we got to do another X segment of this. Cause... I think we need to. I think we went ham and cheese. A little bit. I think we got to close it out with some solutions. Ooh. Solutions. We got to get to that part. Because they right. do pose some trans, like, what's the next stage? What yeah. do we do now? Yeah. How do we tackle this? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that we as a community of like status people should think about not always separating ourselves out, but trying to reach out, offer advice, offer guidance, offer support, offer as little as, now nah, you got this. I know it's hard. Yeah. But you got this because I believe in offer, you. Offer, And, and don't just, be scared to ask. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Those, again, I know I'm comparing, but it's ingrained in me. White people ain't scared to ask each other for help. They're not, they're not afraid to ask anyone. No one's going to say no. And if they do, ask someone else. <laughs> or keep asking. Until yeah. like, all right. <laughs> like you did you. when you were a kid. Yo, my son's game. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Can I have that? No. Can I have that? No. Can I have that? No. Can I have that? Would no, you he's shut more up? unique about it now. Now he's like, he's more like talented about it. He's like, oh, he'll make it like a, oh, did you know like this exists? And he'll just make it seem like this great, like you're bestowing, like you doing this for him is going to be like broaden your horizons. And I'm like, you're three. <laughs> how do you know how to 
position that so that like it's not just a wine. Nah, he's he's up on marketing and advertising. He's on it. He's gonna be something else. He's like, well, did you know, mom? If I got this candy, I would a leave you alone for ten minutes. B be immensely happy, and C I promise to brush my teeth so that I don't get cavities. And yeah, I wish he would say all of that. <laughs> I mean, he's still three. No, he's not thinking about it that way. Wait till he's seven. Like, oh, don't you? Aren't you just so in love with my fascination with this object? He just knows how to like put it on, and you're like, you're so cute. Here you go. <laughs> and he's like, yes. And then you ask him to do something. He'd be like, nah. No thanks. No kenku. At least he's polite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me now. All right. I think we need to definitely have an entire segment on how do we, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? All right. So that was we, weird. I mean, we, we can have you start that off the next segment. I know. He, come back. He. I need like a one of those me, things. Me, the the, little, the tuning pipe. That's the what it tuning is. pipe. I need that. Uh. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll come back to that. I think we'll close out that discussion, and then we have fun stuff coming up. I promise. It won't be so. It won't be so. Um, I don't know. Brimstone it'll always and be fire. woke. Yeah, it'll always be woke. But there wasn't a lot of laughing in this one. Sorry, guys. I didn't put it on. But well, we have we have some fun stuff coming up, and we have some guests soon, so I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Uh, we'll check you later. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, you can follow us on anchor.fm slash bagels, A-N-D, plantains. Subscribe so you know when the newest content is coming out. Also follow us on Instagram at bagels and plantains. Like, comment, slide in our DMs. We want to hear from you. And finally, we'll be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify real soon. So if you subscribe, you'll know exactly when we're there.